G'day, Dave Kearsy here. Over the next few months, I'll be doing a series of interviews called To The Left Interviews. Um, they're called To The Left because anyone who knows me knows that if you're standing on the right side of me, I can't hear a bloody thing you're saying. So all my interviews are hosted to my left. Um, I'll be interviewing a lot of the Vikings, Hastings Valley Vikings, players, staff, legends of the club, having some very raw conversations just to get to know their backstories and their highs and lows with the club uh, and their stories on and off the field. So I really hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen listen in. I'll be interviewing a lot of the key players of the club and a lot of the key characters of the club as well. Just a heads up warning, there might be a bit of swearing, um, so probably not for the kiddies, but for the rest of you out there, I really hope you enjoy. To the left. Coming up shortly, we have the first to the left interview, um, the first ever, and I think there's no one more fitting than than this bloke, Mr. David Barnes, who's the president of the Hastings Valley Vikings. Um, I can't wait to hear his story and and you know find out he's a 200 plus game player. He's won premierships. He's the president. He's the heart and soul of the the Vikings, a, a really key figure in the backbone of the club. So. Really, really pumped to have Barnsley in as, as the first to the left interview. Um, so sit back and enjoy, and enjoy it. I, without further ado, let's crack into it. Barnsley, welcome, mate. Welcome uh, to this little interview, little chat. Um, mate, I was... You're obviously the first one for these interviews, so fucking looking forward to it, mate. Just looking forward to um, sort of hearing your story, hearing about the Vikings. You know, you've been around them for a long time since since 1999 um, in the under 19s. And mate, when I when I moved over here from Inverell, you were honestly the first Viking that I met. I remember you and Jonah being at my house, helped me unload the truck and all that sort of stuff. So welcome, Barnsley. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, DK. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, mate. Viking since 1999. Wow, that's not far off the you know, the actual kickoff of the club. That's pretty pretty good. And mate, you're obviously you know, Vikings. Are your heart and soul. That, that's why I wanted to interview you first. I knew um, if there's anyone that puts passion into the club and the club really means something to them, um, it's you, mate. Tell us tell us about the club. Like why? What does it mean to you? Yeah, well, as a as a young guy. Um, coming coming from Westport High, we had um, blokes like life member Lance Kedwood. He was one of our teachers at school, so it helped um, promote, you know, within our school, young you know young kids or just players from the school to yeah. go over and play rugby. I didn't really play rugby as a kid. I only played in the in the sort of the school teams, yeah, and that was only really on the fringe. So he 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 sort of got um, us over there back in the you know nineteen ninety nines when we were you know, after school and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, mate, spot on. That's the same as me, exact same as me. That's how I got in the Highlanders. I, I was a cranky little naughty kid and um, our one of our, our coaches at the school was a part of the Highlanders. So same, same thing. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, I played soccer all my junior kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see you as a really. soccer player, yeah. <laughs> Were you a cranky soccer uh, player? Yeah, yeah. They sometimes... Uh, one week they put me in goals because I was too cranky the week before, you know, <laughs> blokes rather than just. Uh... Mate, I've, I've been on the field with you, you're a fucking maniac. Oh, that's awesome. 
Mate, quick question. Just I've got a, I'm going to rattle off a couple of questions for you. And this is, you know, obviously doing this so that we can, the boys, we can hear about each other and get to know each other and, and get to know our backstories and that a bit. Um, tell me about a young Barnes. Tell me about a young, young Barnes growing up Port Macquarie. You've been here pretty much all your life, haven't you? Yeah, I came, moved here when I was 18 months. So, yeah. Um, there was a lot of, you know, backyard, oh, as a kid, there was a lot of backyard. Uh, building cars and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff with my dad. Yeah, and, how uh, good. You know, he owned a tyre shop in town, so I'd finish school and go down to the tyre shop and, yeah. you know, blow up some tyres and fill up the, you know, <laughs> change the tyres on cars and let the compressor air out and all that sort of stuff as a young kid. So Yeah, nice. Yeah, good times. Yeah. I mean, it's cracking spot. I obviously grew up out in Burrell, but, mate, Port Macquarie, I couldn't imagine growing up here, just the beaches and the, the getting around with your mates. It would be just... Loose as yeah, just riding your uh, riding your bike with the bodyboard underneath to the beach and spending <laughs> the whole day at the beach, whether you surfed or you know just sat there ate you know hot chips with barbecue sauce with yeah. all the boys down there and looking at all the girls walking past and yeah, down right. on the beach with their bikinis on. You know there wouldn't be too much of that in Inverell. Nah, yeah. mate, they're pretty pretty rough out there. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, what about was a young Barnes a bit of a Casanova? A few women hanging around oh. back in the. I can remember, I think it was about year six that I, I reckon I had my first kiss with, uh, she was a red, <laughs> red-headed girl. What was his name? Was, her name was Cherie. <laughs> and uh, it was down in the oval right in the back corner. Oh, yeah, nice one. But, uh, yeah, I probably was a bit of a, oh, oh there was one thing that I joined the um, the girls, the senior girls soccer team as their cheerleader oh. at school. So really? I would go on their bus trips away oh, stop with it. all with all these girls in the bus. Of course you did, and, yeah. Uh, and just stand on the fence and, and cheer them on uh, <laughs> for the whole game. But so is any is there any of the boys sort of in the current Vikings? Is any of those boys that you grew up with that you were friends with back then? Yeah, so Chopper was a year below me at school. Oh, I um, love Chopper. And then, How good's Chopper? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's one of the greats. And yeah. Tunny was a couple of years below me, but we all sort of went to the same school and same same. Uh, we had Lance Kedwood, who's the, he was one yeah. of our teachers, so we, yeah. uh, we just hung about all like that. So, so yeah. we, the, you know, obviously everyone everyone out there and all of our listeners will know the famous David Tunstead. So did you did you grow up mates with him or were you were a couple of years older? Yeah, I was a couple of years older, but I tended to hang out with the younger guys because um, yeah. I, was, I, was I had a car. And yeah. it was easier that I hung out with them so then I could drive them around all the time and get them in trouble. And, yeah, and happy days. Sort of but, yeah, I mean, he lived in Vegemite Village, not too far away. Vegemite Village. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's gold. Oh, very cool. Yeah, mate, I, I, I talked to, you know, I talked to Spraggy and, and Tunny and that and, yeah, they're, they're some of the greats of the club and just some of the great human beings and they talk about their... Their times as young fellas, and especially that sort of seventeen to nineteen age, and uh, geez, mate, I thought we're wild back home, but these boys over here. But yeah, out. that's the sort of time when they started. Uh, they were a bit younger than me. They were, in, yeah, and I was a bit older, but we sort of started roughly around the same time, you know. Yeah, nice one, mate. If, just quickly, when you play rugby, have you, any pre-game rituals? Anything you you do before a game? Ah, uh, yeah, there is. There's, um, I do. If I'm wearing the number six or lower, I'll do. Uh, six push-ups. Really? In the backs, then I'll do five push-ups. Really? Before every game. I, you'd be surprised. I, like I talk to, you know, I live in the world of rugby. I talk to guys um, all my life, and there's so many little weird rituals, hey, yeah. underpants and different, different, I won't only yeah. wear the same. 
Um, you know, I've got I've got my little ones, even the tape like where it's tape around my wrist. Um, you know, and even the way it goes around, you know, just yeah. so many little luck things. I also like the running up last in oh, the tunnel, so yeah, right. and, and at pretty much speed, not at not just jogging out like yeah, so yeah. leave a big gap and sort yeah. of sprint through to get out. Mate, all the I've got obviously got a lot of rugby questions, but honestly, for, for those that don't play rugby, how good is running out? Of a tunnel, I'm, yeah. It's one of nothing like it. I mean, people ask all the time about um, you know, the, the things I love about the game and stuff like that. To me, there's no better moment than that little bit of commitment just before you run out. Yeah. And then the run out through the tunnel, you know, I'm going to take some fucking heads off there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going and nuts. I like that there's women, kids, yeah. uh, older people, and yeah. they've all got the the pump up look on their face. They're yeah. Not, you know, they're not, they're happy, but they're just really, it pumps you up to get out there, you know. Yeah. And, and especially for me, running out on Oxley Oval, I, um, yeah. I sort of do. I always look up up there from Oxley Oval just because yeah. you know, a couple of you know uh, some oh. ashes are spread there. So I'll see, this is why I can't myself. fucking retire, mate. This is why I can't retire. I think it's about stuff like that, and oh, mate, it just gets me going. I could put the boots on now. Well, same as me. Until I find something that's better to do than uh, <laughs> than run out on a rugby field, uh, I ain't retiring in a hurry. So. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm fucking preaching to the preacher there, big fella. Um, mate, quick, just another quick question. You know, you've obviously played a lot, a lot of games. How many games is it now? Oh, uh, I think I'll, uh, I'm up to about 223 for yeah. the Yeah. How good's that? I think Tunney's the only one that's, uh, six or seven games above. So, wow. Yeah. Holy dooly. I remember you had 200 games, mate. I could tell, I could tell how much it meant to you. I remember giving you a bit of a cuddle and, you know, that bromancy sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was really yeah. proud of you, mate. I, you know, Obviously, I mentioned earlier on that you're the first sort of Viking I met over here, and um, you know that's personally that's held with me pretty good, and I was really proud of you that day, and yeah. um, I could see you were really proud as well, and you know stuff like that in a such a proud and, and wonderful club like the yeah. Vikings, and that's a huge honour. I think the welcoming of um, players to our club is the key. Yeah, like it's not just that the you know around and getting used to it. It's the really yeah. the welcoming part of it. Oh, know, to make that pretty important for them. Absolutely, and I know Woodsy came over before me, and mate, we've we fitted in like a glove. The boys, our first night, they're pouring beers down our throats, and that usually that's all it takes to win Woodsy and I over. So yeah. <laughs> it sort of hasn't stopped since. No. Five years later, we're still doing it. So. Um, but mate, the, the club welcomes my wife and kids and everything as well, and that's that's a brilliant part of the club. Um, mate, obviously, you know we've we've spoken about how much the club means to you. Twenty um, fifth year this year, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Uh, it's been. A, it feels like a lot longer than that for me. You know, like uh, <laughs> for, you know, twenty odd years uh, involved with the Vikings. Um, yeah, that's half my life. Um, and yeah, it, it is really gonna keep going through the juniors and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I've seen that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you're so you're pre, you're president now. Um, yep. President. Yeah. So you enjoying that? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's challenging at times. Um, it keeps me busy. Um, my wife doesn't always agree on the time I spend on it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the effort and the time that you that we all put in. Um, on the committee and all that um, really benefits and shows yeah. to, the, to the club outside of that. Mate, I'll tip, my hat off, I'll tip my hat to you with that sort of stuff. I've I've tried to sort of dabble in the board side of, of clubs before, like back at Inverell and, you know, the politics and the organisation and all that. So I couldn't really get my head into it. I was too 
passionate about the players. Um, and I, I know all the other stuff has to happen and it, it takes a special person. And like you said, with your wife, it takes time out of your yeah. life, yeah. like away from your kids, away from your wife. And, um, mate, oh, you, you're, you're the sort of bloke that should be getting the first beer slid in front of them at the end of the year. Um, not only for the playing, but for all that stuff behind the scenes, because nothing else happens without that. Yeah, and I suppose more more so for me, I just do it because I love it. I, I love yeah. you know, I love the whole part of you know the players, um, yeah. the the committee side of things, the board side of things. But um, I was mentored pretty early from a few, you know, and definitely Dave McCormack was a massive mentor for me. You know, as a young twenty year old, twenty one year old, going on to a committee just to sit there and listen to all these yeah. presidents and. And, and all these people that had some sort of role in it. And, and it's massively different now to what it was back then, but that's obviously just through the growth and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I won't touch too much on it, but obviously Dave McCormack, legend of the club, and, um, you know, all the stories I've heard, it's it's just, you know, he's a, he's a legend of mine too. And I, unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but um, I, I see the... The glimmer and the inspiration through his his sons, who I love to death, um, Adam and Hamish. Yeah, you know, and, and all his family, Fiona. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Fiona's well, amazing. Yeah, and, um, Poppy and, and yeah, they're the best, aren't they, yeah, mate? Yeah. I love Poppy. He's, he's yeah. a champion. Yeah, such a great, great family, and so embedded into the club. But yeah, just their bit of their mentor, his mentoring. Yeah, brought into it, and yeah, yeah, unreal, mate. Um, so, have you got any good or bad moments that you've had? So, tell me the. Any injuries or that sort of oh, stuff? I had a, jump I had out a shoulder shoulder surgery done, so that put me out for a, a year, a year and a half. Just oh, actual of, surgery? Yeah, yeah, so under the knife Shit. at, at Kempsey, um, just to clear some arthritis out and um, and just wow. some yeah, arthroscope and that. I, I'm, I don't know how I ever got a shoulder injury because... In my early <laughs> early days, I never used my shoulder. It was always my arm. Right, I've seen you swinging in there. My arm, so I don't know what, how I needed shoulder surgery, but uh, wow. yeah, the young Barnes was uh, uh, pretty good at high shots and, and the young and, Barnes, yeah. the young Barnes, yeah. old Barnes never does them. Nah, not, not, not much anymore. <laughs> how many yellow cards have you got? Oh, you reckon you got oh. one one a season? Is that about the the average? I'd probably yeah over twenty. Well, I've, I've probably played. 19 years or, or 18 years yeah i'd have if not double that i reckon we've <laughs> got a couple of reds, <laughs> a couple of reds. oh that's gone mate i've seen it i've seen a few of yours and mate, there's nothing wrong with them I good think clean I get, shots i get hard done by a fair bit of course you do yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why <laughs> okay um now this one's this one's a pretty important question mate um the best all-time viking you'd choose in your side if creating an all-time Viking team. So the first person you'd pick, I know this would be hard, you'd play with a lot of people, and I, I, I'd struggle to answer this myself, but um, if you were picking the best ever Vikings team, who, who would you pick as your I'd, number one player? I'd probably pick, I'd have to go with my one of my, my good mates, David Tunstead. Tunny! He's, he's tough, he's pretty tough, but <laughs> my other mates are... Uh, He's a uh, old old Viking as uh, Matt Lockwood. He was um, a number eight, and, yeah. and he was tough and wiry and just a, a yeah. good sort of bloke as well. But um, yeah, he was really tough on the field. Yeah, yeah, mate, very very good choice. I, I, obviously, I, I can't comment on him, but he sounds awesome. And I've, I've seen Tunny, and I've seen what he's capable of when he wants to. And he, mate, he's unreal and one of the best. Yeah, one of the best off the field as yeah. well. 
Um, that, which brings me to my next question, actually. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it's the same fucking answer. Um, best Viking on a bus trip. Give me, <laughs> give me someone good. You know, the bus trips, bus trips, for those that don't know, for people who listen to this, um, you know, bus trips are one of the best parts about bush footy. Um, you know, the trips away, it's the trip back. It's sometimes you wake up the next day and go, how fucking good was that? It's just so yeah, much fun. Also, some of the days I come back from bus trips and go, how did I make it home alive yeah. from that bus trip? Or back? how did I get home? Mm. Yeah. But um, uh, pre-marriage, I suppose, I was on every bus trip, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, and it didn't matter what time you got home. And they were long and, and loud and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, for me, a lot of them from Coffs Harbour were oh, yeah. um, being defeated, so they were they were a losing bus trip, but they were, they were yeah. as big as a winning one, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, up there, but recently I, I make a, an effort to be um, to be a bus driver on one yeah. uh, one one um, does that trip mean, a year. Does that mean you're the um, the hose the bus are out or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit of a job. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, so best uh, would not be uh, Ducky. Um, he, Ducky. He, he he spews and gets that helmet oh, on every trip, does he what? Uh, every time. So it would definitely he just, not just, be here. He goes off that edge, doesn't he? He's just awesome, awesome. Just, and then just, and then if, just, he, if he gets crook, it's all over. Plummets, yeah. But he, but he bounces back. He's got a, yeah. got a bit of stamina. He yeah. can come back. Um, but <laughs> uh, I suppose it. Uh, you're right. It, it is Tunny, and and only because <laughs> only because he um when we have themed themed um, dress ups oh, or yes. anything like that, his his hat and tie um go to the next level, mate. Um, that, like some of them are just yeah. that disgusting yeah. um, that I don't I don't even know how I stay on the bus yeah. um, for that trip home. But um, mate, that raw, the raw chook yeah. was um that was all time. You know, we I've still got. I've, it's sort of gone down in a bit of folklore. People talk about hat and tie and stuff like that, and I bring up that. And when he had the, for those that, the, that don't know, he had a, a chook and he had his beer in it, so it was like a stubby holder around yep. his neck. It was, a, oh, it was the grossest and funniest thing I've ever seen. Or there would be uh, the sausage tie, so the raw, you know, yeah. probably five or six raw sausages <laughs> around your neck, but they wouldn't make it home. You know, they'd be eaten, eaten raw by him yeah, uh, yeah. on the way home. So. Yeah. But well, even to the even to some of them that he'd buy a uh, a cask of wine and the box would be the hat. Oh yeah. And then he'd use the shoelace around the goon bag. Oh and yeah. And that would be the tie. Yeah. So nice. then everyone would be drinking the goon bag yeah, on the way good. home. So it got fairly messy. <laughs> oh mate, some of those bus trips are oh you just can't even explain how loose they get, and and that's kind of cool. It's because everyone's. When you're when you're in pubs, you know, obviously in public, um, on the bus trip, you're with all the boys, everyone all together, all creeping together, nothing to do but sort of just talk to each other and just yeah. and we just drink up a storm. And it's great bonding. It's, it's oh, it's for sure. Like everyone bonds on the bus, and and it is just a whole lot of fun from yeah. getting on to getting off. Yeah, you know? isn't it? What? Um, this is. I was just thinking while I'm talking to you. Like this is obviously the first first one of these interviews we've done, and there's going to be a lot of them throughout this season, 2021. Um, but I'm just thinking how many times Tony's going to come up to, as the answer to all these questions. Like my next question: um, biggest pest. Who, who you'd have for your biggest pest? Um, you know the 
the, just that person. We've all got that. There's always that player that's doing the little things, and even at training, he's saying the little smarty assy yeah. comments. And well, I don't think this would surprise too many, but it's um for me, it's uh he's been around a while. It's uh chilly, chilly, chilly bin. Dylan Lewis, he yeah. I just I get caught up in his conversations and uh and at this at one times and uh and <laughs> I don't really sometimes understand where it's going or or what the conversation is about. But he, even at training, he'll just you know yeah you know, pump, try and pump everyone up by you know by some sort of uh, or his or his inspirational speeches are just more of a laugh than uh yeah. than inspiration. Oh. But uh, yeah, when he turns up. Uh, smelling like alcohol at training and we've got the biggest game coming up on the Saturdays. Um, yeah. That's pretty – it's not really pesting, but for me it's the toughest, you know, it's yeah. really tough to deal with that sort of I stuff. Think, so it is a, bit, a little bit pesting. Yeah, I think everyone's got – you know, you've got your different set personalities in the club and I just can't imagine a Vikings club without Chill. Like yeah. Chill, Chill to me was just, just such a unique individual and I, I love him to death. You know, he's always there. You can look to your left and say, you want a beer, mate? And he'll always say, yes, yep. he's, he's a champion bloke. And honestly, on, on the field, he's one of them blokes that won't let you down either. No. He'll, he'll get in, you say, mate, charge, charge in on that bloke, he'll cut him in half. And I, I love that about Chill. Um, yeah, so um, have you got any – this is a pretty tricky one, but silly Sunday mo- moments or stories. You got to <laughs> keep this day, mate. I mean, I've been, I've spent, I've had five silly Sundays with you, and yeah. they're cracking. Like silly Sundays, I've got. I mean, Woodsy said to me a lot of times, it's the reason he plays for silly Sundays. Yeah, I've probably been to a fair few uh, silly Sundays. Um, I don't generally make the the next day on the Monday, um, but. Yeah, I mean, the the most of the time, the ones at the Oyster Lease are, are pretty oh, yeah. much the best, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, not much goes out there and, you know, we, we nearly burnt the shed down once and all that sort of stuff. But the all-time is the the ramp when we introduced the ramp oh, yeah. into the water, you know. Um, the yeah. first year that was introduced was just yeah. um, really – it was fun. Everyone had to pedal on it, but um, yeah, the nude – Nude riding from Tunstead and, and <laughs> us all setting it up that it wasn't a ramp. It was just a, it was just like a, a blockage, blockage. Yeah. And yeah. He, when he hit it, he just went flying straight in. Oh, mate, that was the best. I think, I, I think we shared that on some silly, silly Sunday Mad Monday side. It's been viewed thousands and thousands yeah. of times. Um, but yeah, those. So it might be a tame one, and then I, I probably keep it a bit tame and not to throw too many people under the bus. But yeah, <laughs> uh, silly Sundays do get um, do get pretty wild from everyone. Yeah, but they mate, they're tops. They're, to me, they're they're a cracking day. Um, just when you were talking before about sort of chilly and, and his halftime speeches, I mean, God bless him, he, he gets out there and he says a bit, and we'll stop and listen to him. But on a serious note. Um, is there any halftime speech or person that speaks at halftime? You know, you've got halftime in rugby, you've got the blokes that will sit back and just sort of catch their breath. You know, they don't, they don't give a fuck. They don't want to say anything more. They just want to let the coach speak, one or two other two blokes speak. I mean, I always carry on. I, I've always, if I've got the shits, I go off, um, whether I'm coach, captain, or yep. just just in the background on the, be- on the bench. I just can't control myself. Um, but... You know, have you have you ever had one of those speeches? Well, it's not uh, it's not a player, but it's it's. I found that, I and mean, I didn't get coached much by him, but it's um, Andrew Cable. Like he, whenever yeah. he speeches at halftime, yeah, I call. just I just sit 
and listen to the whole lot. I I would love to I love just sit on the bench um, yeah. to go and listen to his half half time speech. And and I don't think anyone is in the background talking. It's all just everyone sits yeah. and listens. And um and it and most of the time it really means something and and brings yeah. it out into the second half. You know, it doesn't yeah. always mean we win, but we do always change from a speech from Andrew Gable. Yeah, and mate, I've yeah, Caves obviously I've. Caves was my coach back in Inverell as well, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But one of the power of, of those people that speak at halftime um, is the power to draw an audience. So people people stare at them. No one talking. Yep. You get blokes that are – some people just say and, you know, they're doing their best, but they're just talking for the sake of talking yep. at halftime. And um, some guys, when they speak, everyone listens. And Caves definitely had that. Um, mind you, he's a cranky bastard if he didn't yep. listen, so – um, but yeah, no, that that was sort of one of his powers as, as being a coach as well. I mean, Adam's pretty. Adam, I don't again, not so much, but he he's pretty. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he's pretty good at his speeches and all that sort of stuff, just from experience, I suppose. Um, yeah, Adam. But, uh, it is also hard to listen to a little halfback. Well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm hearing now. Um, but like Adam and Hamish, they're both good at that because they dissect the game as well. Like Adam knows. Adam knows what's happening from a halfback's point of view. He knows when we switch left to cut inside. Um, so he can pick weaknesses. Uh, Hamish knows the rough stuff. So yeah. he Hamish can talk about you know, forwards that are chopping in early or stepping back off, offside, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, those sort of blokes. But, yeah, you get blokes like even when I play with Chris O who just sit there, you know, sit there, not say anything. Yeah. But then every, once, twice a season he'd speak and everyone would go, fuck, and yeah. just sit there and listen. For sure. um, and that's perfect. Um, mate, new clubhouse this year too. How is that going to change the Vikings having a new clubhouse? Are you excited about that? Oh, I actually am. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that the the cricketers have got to use it before us. But oh, they're they used to that, they? so they don't they won't get to use it like we get to use it. You know, like um, yeah. once we once we set it up with the sort of the TV in there and 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 all that sort of stuff, just our our club room in there will just be yeah. it will just be like a a roller door. Um, but oh, it'll yeah. be our club room, you know. Um, but definitely the the canteen side of things, yeah. um, with my committee hat on, is just going to be the massive difference that we don't have to carry yeah, all the beers down, set there, it all up, set it all up every day, pull it all <coughs> down. You know, yeah. it's only the field set up and 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 just yeah, having our own big change rooms in a change room together, yeah. nice tight together. Yeah. It's going to change the you know the change the dynamics of the the speeches and the, and the yeah. team time and I'm, all that sort of stuff. So. I remember when I first came over and we were getting changed under the tree for the first time. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, look, I just, I'd just never been in a club that didn't have an actual clubhouse. So this, to be in there and in your own sheds and, you know, you can, you can um, especially the clubhouse little side of it, you put pictures up and I, I, I still believe clubs are only as good as their history. So yep. my, I, I show great respect to to the history of the club and the players that came before you and, and what it meant to them in the jump. I, you know, I get carried away. I, I live and breathe that sort of stuff. So have, have a clubhouse where a new player coming to the Vikings can sit in there, have a beer and get to know guys and look around the walls and say, holy shit, he was in when they won the comp in blah, blah, blah. Um, it's very important. Yeah, so a bit of history is that uh, we used to have um, a big caravan. Oh. Uh, so we'd gutted all the caravan out. It was, it was spray-painted. In the Vikings emerald black and gold. Really? Um, we got this um, artist <laughs> to come that. and do the, a big nice drawing of um, one of the players on the 
on the front door of it. But uh, in it was our it was our clubhouse. It was our storage container. Really, it was our uh, canteen. It was all that sort of stuff. So oh, that's the vice gold. president would drive it down to Oxley Oval or um, Wood Street or wherever it was. It, it finished at Oxley Oval, but drive it down to our our home ground and set it up and and then we'd just serve out of this um it was parked at the settlers in the car park all yeah. the time so it was always promoting promoting the club but it was just all a right. big how long old, ago was that how was it uh, it would have been i reckon that, that we got it done in we introduced it in 1998 and i reckon wow. we had it for probably 10 years wow, that's we got brilliant. it registered and 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 all that sort of stuff stored at the settlers so um, it's 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 long time retired now, sitting yeah. somewhere or sold yeah, off. Or... Yeah, yeah. I think it rust, uh, rusted out and yeah. went its own way. But oh, yeah. mate, that's brilliant! I yeah. didn't know that. So that's... yeah, we you know they all people say, oh, you're the club that come from the caravan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, we're, we're talking before about how, how many premierships have you won? Five. Uh, five. Yep. Yeah, mate, five. If, you know, every every premiership you win is is important. Um, you know, to the player, to the people that listen to this and don't know what goes into it. So, you know, it's a long season. It's a long commitment, um, time away from your families, all that sort of stuff. Um, have you got any – is there any premiership that really jumps out, one that, you know, you really put your body and mind into and your soul um, and really get emotional about? Is there Yeah, it has to, has to be 2010. It was, um, it was my biggest – for me, it was my biggest year of my life where I'd um, wow. ran an Ironman. Um, uh, I'd had my firstborn child, wow. and also yep. won uh, won the Vikings' first grade premiership in two thousand ten against um, the rival team, the Pirates. That yeah. we played them four times before the grand final, and we hadn't beaten them any of those four times. Oh so, wow! And then beat um, them in the big show. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I had a really bad game that day. They um, uh, they kept me. They kept me on the opposite side to the pirates crowd, so on the wing. Yeah. So they couldn't sledge me. They had to sledge from one side of the field to the other side <laughs> of the field. So they kept me on the one side, the the Viking side the whole time. I don't remember catching a couple I don't remember catching decent balls and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. um to then walk away from that, you know, um, beating them at their home ground and not winning all oh, year. Wow. And yeah. and our first first grade premiership was um was the ultimate for me, yeah. Wow, yeah, mate, and it's stuff like that. You know, I've been a part of that sort of stuff too, and that's what I keep chasing. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's another reason I can't retire. Um, but did, are you a nervous sort of like on a big game like that? You know, talk me through before the game. Like, what do you, what does Barnsley feel before a game like that? You know, you've got so much riding on it. You don't want to let your mates down. You're a nervous sort of bloke. Uh, all the way up until I run out of the field, yeah. And and yeah. it probably can and stretch from a couple of days beforehand, you know. Yeah, um, no, yeah just nervous. Nerve, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes it, it gets the better of me, but other most of the time, you know, I pull through and and just the hype and all that sort of stuff on on yeah. that day. Well, we um, we mentioned mentioned before about the running out. To me, that's the switch. You know, I've I've had I've had games where I'm sitting up in behind a tree for an hour before the game just by myself i don't want to be around anyone because you're you're kind of nervous and even handshaking I've, I've been like that but as soon as you get in that huddle um and the running out through the tunnel it's a switch in it you yeah. just it's it's time to go to work then. and 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 when you say that on the um when you're on the bench for me um i'm up and down and in the coach's ear 
yeah from the kickoff to, yeah. to be ready to get on so and those those grand finals like you talk about that one in particular um yeah are you are you uh, when when you win a grand final and i've not been blessed to have won a few and you know that when that siren goes and you know it's fucking done like it's done the whistle's done your season's done and you've won it you know i'm, I'm the guy blubbering on the ground that's me I'm, I'm the guy who just loses me shit i just cry like a little baby some other blokes just go you and go around high-fiving what's what are you are you emotional yeah, I'm, bloke? A, I'm a big uh massive fan of, of cuddling all the, all the players <laughs> yeah. uh, and and just being a bit uh close closer to them because you know yeah. we've spent pretty much the whole year yeah. for this 100%. Um, yep. and and just for me it's a bit of closeness and also yeah to keep close so the tears not too many people are seeing all, all the tears just but uh yeah, yeah. hugging and closeness to to all the players is, is my um go to after the yeah me too. and it's mate it's pretty special in it it's those those moments you remember and you because you remember those blokes you know yeah and it's all worth it you know like uh, all the hard work that you've put in and all that sort of stuff it's just all worth it you know yeah absolutely and that's once again it's why i keep fucking playing i can't stop playing um okay just just about finished now mate um you know thanks for this interview it's been been awesome and it's going to be interesting talking to a lot of the other guys um, as we go. I'm going to try to sort of talk to maybe one bloke a week. Um, but yeah. it, interesting, if your name comes up in any of these, the oh, pest, the yeah, bus yeah, trip, yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> mine might actually come up as well, although because I'm hosted, they might be polite to me. Um, quick pop quiz, so quick honesty. So just answer the first thing that comes out of your head. Yeah. Beer or spirits? Uh, beer. Beer, yes. Home game or away game with bus trip? Uh I'd have to be home game. I love home games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your own oval and and, yeah. and winning on your home ground. Uh, I know the bus trips are a big one, but the um the home ground and walking off knowing that this is your turf. Yep. Don't even think about it. Tons or Howie? Uh, yeah, it'd be tons. <laughs> hey. Sorry, Howie. Oh, how good's Howie though? He's one of the greats. Um, are you a hand up for a boat race kind of guy or hide up the back? Uh, I've uh, definitely been sacked from the boat race. No uh, good. Many times, no <laughs> a cup good. of tea. I, I find the best way and the quickest way for me is to just tip it on my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been, I'm about mid-range. I can skull okay. I can hold my own in a boat race, but yeah. far out. You get guys, some of the guys are just breathed in, aren't they? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, best one, that one we had at Warhope with my son, Tyler, and, yeah. and my dad. That was that was pretty special. That's one of the rugby highlights. Um, quick one. Go to a grand final or a close mate's wedding? Oh, definitely a grand final. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Adam or Hamish? Uh, I'd have to be Hamish. <laughs> Hamish. We love your ads. Um, mate, that's about it. Um, what are you looking forward to this this year, 2021, 25th year? It's fucking awesome, mate. It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, it'll be just good to get back on the field and and really just have a crack at our, our 25th year have you have you been to pre-season training you seen i have been to pre-season training we've got a few new guys i i do get a few calls and and um and emails or, or chats from new players coming to town so um it seems yep. like we yeah we're looking good with a few extra players yeah good yeah that's one of the things i like too is the new players every yep. year you get that one or two new blokes and it's yep. and by the end of the year the new mate so yep. and you were one of those well, yeah, you came to town, yeah, so, I yeah. was. I did, but I was funny. I'm a, you know, I don't mind a beer or ten, yeah. so it yeah. didn't take me too long, mate. If you were riding a push bike nude towards a ramp, would you a 
veer into the crowd on the left <laughs> or B, jump over and do a backflip. Oh, I'd probably just, I'd veer into the crowd just to, <laughs> just to try and take someone out. What about all. that? Right, for those of you listening, it was a, just a bit of a, a bit of an instant, silly Sunday incident, but it was funny as hell. I don't even know how you did it. You just veered into it. Well, the... if you just get some speed up, everyone's waiting for you to hit the ramp, not worrying yeah. about if the bike's going to come towards you. So just yeah. uh, there's a whole line of them. So just don't even look at who you're going to line up. Just try it right. Oh, on. mate, absolutely gold. Barnsley, mate, all the best this year. I'm not sure if we'll be on the field together. I really hope we are. You're one of those boys, like I said, when I think of the Vikings and forever when I think of the Vikings, I think of you um, as you were one of the first blokes I met and you welcomed me with little Jonah when I first come over. And, mate, on the field, I love playing with you because you're just 100 mile an hour. There's definitely going to be some cheese or something somewhere. You yeah, won't yeah. get a yellow card, but I love your passion and I love that you don't step back from people. Um, and, a lot, you know, I sort of look for players that you'd be in the trenches with you and I'd have you in the trenches with me, mate. Um, congratulations on everything you do with the Vikings. Um, I... Tip me hat off to you. You deserve a beer from me every time I see you. You know, you, you, you're one of the heart and souls of the club, one of the backbones of the club. Um, and I'm sure every when the boys listen to this, they'll they'll agree that the club wouldn't be the same or wouldn't be where it is without you. Yep. So, mate, thanks. congratulations on all that. We bloody love you, mate, and thanks for the interview. Yep, no problem. See you, boys. <laughs>